0: Did you miss Canty and Carlin? That is thirty-five years young. I'm going to say young. That's exactly what it is. A little Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Peter Burns, Drew Carter here in Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shows always presented by Progressive Insurance. Not no, uh Don't know if you know this, people, but uh, the Jets were not good last night. Not good at all. Nineteen to three. Um, <laughs> dynamite drop in <laughs> <woof>. <laughs> because really there's no other way to, to put it. Right. And, and, and I flipped it because of the beginning of Canty and Carlin uh, today, I said, listen, Zach Wilson, he's going to get a bunch of this, um, hatred. He's going to get, we're going to talk about Robert Sala, what direction they go. And we're going to get your phone calls in 888-SAY-ESPN. We're going to allow you to sound off. But before we do that, I think we're so quick in sports talk radio and social media to find the negative and highlight the negative. When really the positive out of last night is that the NFL inherited another dude last night. We've got dudes in Joe Burrow. We've got dudes in, in even Tua at certain points. Of course, with Patrick Mahomes and the uh, the amount of success he's had. My gosh, Josh Allen. I mean, mm-hmm. that, is, uh, that is a dude's dude right there. And we were wondering when we were going to get that with Trevor Lawrence. There was a whole hell of a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence last night. This was on the road. This was in the conditions. It's with. At to win to keep the playoff hunt alive, and guess what? You did enough. It wasn't this all-world-type uh, um, unbelievable performance that we've seen break out, Drew, but this is the foundation that you build upon and get the trust that a Zach
1: Wilson doesn't seem to have had in that locker room with the Jets lately. Right, and, and Trevor Lawrence, despite struggling last year, to say the least, with the Jags, kept oh. the locker room, right? I mean, he's obviously... The alpha male in that locker room, which is something that Zach Wilson is not and probably has not been in the Jets locker room, despite buying his entire offensive line scooters or mopeds or whatever, bikes uh, this week, I think, uh, didn't seem to work out a whole lot. They were not protecting for him last night, and he was not successful.
0: Um, but on the flip side of it, again, you see it. The, the, the way that the the Jags have come together, and it's been about, what do I want to say week eight or week nine. Okay, 70% of yeah. his passes, 14 touchdowns, one interception. He's playing as good a football as any. But it's not just a product of Trevor Lawrence. It's not just a product of Doug Peterson. It's a matter of this, this front office going out there and saying, you know what, I'm going to do what the Packers didn't do for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. what the Ravens didn't do for Lamar Jackson, which is I'm going to invest in the position that's going to make a great become a great. And that was Evan Ingram, right? That was Zay Jones. That was Christian Kirk. And it takes different styles uh, of teams, but the fact that they said, Trevor, you're the guy, now let's invest money in, in, in the position that's going to help you shine, they were doing it, and that's the reason why, frankly, I think they win the AFC South, um, and, and again, that's mostly because I don't believe in the Tennessee Titans <laughs> right now, but on the flip side of it, true, okay, mm. before we get into those phone calls, Zach Wilson ever taken another snap for the Jets?
1: For the Jets? I find that hard to believe. I mean, I think we might see him in street clothes for the rest of the season. We'll see when Mike White can come back. Uh, who knows? I mean, they went with Chris Streveler last night. Chris Streveler. Al Michaels didn't even know how to pronounce the guy's name. Al Michaels is one of the best of all time. No one expected Chris Streveler to come in the game. This is a guy who came in from the CFL. He's a Grey cup champion. And you've got a CFL. guy was a CFL backup, by the way, the year they won the championship for most of the season. I did my Wikipedia Chris Strevler research before the show, clearly. They go with Chris Strebler. You get the old Bronx cheer in East Rutherford, New Jersey, when Strevler comes in and completes like a four-yard pass. Right. Just compare Chris Strebler, a 27-year-old journeyman who's been cut from a couple NFL teams, to the number two pick last mm. year, Peter. We're not talking about like year four. They're trying to decide if they want to pick up the player option on or the team option on him or not for the fifth-year quarterback. No, sir. Two years, and it feels like we already know exactly who Zach Wilson is. And you and I are both college football fans, man. Like, yeah. we all knew that Justin Fields was the right pick there, right? Like, this is not a 2020 hindsight type of thing. And now look at Justin Fields in Chicago.
0: Well, and I think that's how the game has also changed as well, too. I think some of the concepts that that have made the college game that we love a lot over on Saturdays um, exciting on Sundays is that we've seen a bridge of that style of play a little bit more to the NFL, right? And I never saw it really with Zach Wilson, that spark over at BYU. And, of course, that was back in 2020 where you didn't know really what you were going to get when you started looking at film of these guys. And yet now we know that it's just not going to be the fit. I want to hear from Jets fans how we're feeling right now. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. We go to Virginia. Jordan, thanks for joining us here in Canteen Carlin. What's up, Jordan?
2: Hey, guys. Appreciate you taking my call. Merry uh, Merry Christmas. Um, both of my children are still disgusted in the backseat of my car or uh, right now after what they saw (laughs) last night. Um, so we'll start there. So it it was rough. Zach Wilson's struggling. He's been struggling, but I want to go back a few weeks to when we beat the Broncos and things were looking great. Brees Hall was a beast. 17 different positions on the O-line and crushed it at each one. And, you know, I think as a quarterback, if you have that in your back pocket and you have a little bit of help with the running game and with your O-line, you know, you're going to look a little bit better. I think Zach only lost one game in that span or, you know, I think they won three or four games straight. Right. So, you know, you look at that and it's, you know, you, you feel good. And then once he loses those pieces and especially that new England game where he's just throwing Mm picks left and right, it's hard to bounce back from that. I feel like, and then, you know, especially in the division and things just kept going downhill. So, I, yeah, the relationship's done, but I also want to point out that, you know, nobody's saying anything about Joe Douglas. This guy, I, I like him. He goes out and makes some crazy trades and, you know, get a decent pick for what, a, a sixth rounder, seventh rounder. But, I mean, they totally flopped on, on Zach Wilson.
0: The question, and Jordan, thank you for the phone call. In and, and again, that's that's kind of the question that Robert Sala has to has to figure out with Joe, uh, with with them in that front office as well too. Drew is like, all right, you got him underneath this rookie contract. You've already paid him uh, this guaranteed contract to come and get it number two. Is he worth to try to, to develop, to try to salvage it? Do you put him out here the remainder of the season if Mike White cannot go and can't find the forty fifth doctor that won't clear him uh, with with his <laughs> ribs, or do you say, you know what? Maybe it's best that we both just go in a different direction. We just we cut our losses and don't have this sunk cost fallacy.
1: Nice sunk cost fallacy, Peter Burns, smart guy. That that's a, an educated man right there. Nice nice economic term dropping in. Uh, and I appreciate the call from Jordan. I wish Jordan were more upset. We're looking for real anger. We're looking for real New York anger because that's what Jets fans should have today. They deserve better than what they got from Zach Wilson. G- give me an example. Give me give, give me an example. Like ninety eight point seven. Zach?
2: You yep. ruined Christmas. Christmas is done.
1: Thank you, Zach. You suck. That, that's, but that's not even anger. I mean, that's like at the fifth stage of grief right there. That That's just acceptance. You know, that's, that's just pure sadness. I'm glad you bring up uh, Joe Douglas, though, Jordan, because, like, we did talk about him a little bit earlier in the show. I feel like Joe Douglas has done a fantastic job with the rest of the roster, and that's why he won't be fired because of the Zach Wilson debacle. I mean that is a swing and a miss. If you look at biggest draft bust in in NFL history, at least a year and change in. Dude, PB is the number two pick, and and they pass on four, the three other quarterbacks who went in the top fifteen.
0: All right, but but who did they pass on? They passed on Trey Lance. Who we still don't know. We still don't know, and I'm leaning more towards not working out than working out at this point. Justin Fields, who has has answered the bell, I don't think that's a very good Bears team, but he's fun to watch. You feel like you yeah. can build something around him. Um, but, I, I, again, you're damned if you damned if you don't because of, of Joe, you did put together a pretty good
1: defense, right?
0: right? I mean, it's Good offensive
1: line, good skill positions. We talk about helping the quarterback. They did that. They invested wide receiver with Wilson and Moore. They invest on the offensive line. They were playing great until Makai Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker, get hurt. Brees Hall, like – Brees Hall, yeah. I know drafting a running back early is not the trendy thing to do, but he was awesome for the for the majority of his rookie year until he got hurt. They have helped Zach Wilson out a lot, and at this point, it's pretty obvious that he's not the guy, and drafting him second overall, I mean, that's that is like the cardinal sin of running a team, right, is missing on a quarterback that high.
0: Knoxville, Tennessee. We go, Sean. Thanks for joining Peter Burns and Drew Carter here on Canty and Carlin. What's up, Sean?
1: Hey guys, how you
2: doing? Doing great. Good, good. Hey, listen. You know, I love Joe D. Uh, lifelong Jets fan, man. And there's certainly been a lot of dysfunction, and I think the guy has done a really, really good job. But you know, absolutely, he missed this pick. I mean, with Darnold, listen, we didn't have the line, we didn't have the weapons. You didn't really know he was kind of in that quarterback purgatory, right? You know, with Zach Wilson, we got all of it. I mean, it's pretty quick and easy to know. And as the Jets say man, look, it's tough to get the number one pick. It's rare. It's even more rare to have the number one pick with a generational talent like Trevor Lawrence. And I know what you guys are going to say, and trust me, I'm a competitor. I get it too. But, man, I mean, Joe D's in there. Adam Gase is a dead man walking. I, I wish they had done a quote-unquote roster evaluation to end that season. <laughs> hmm. Locked up Trevor Lawrence. And then, boom, we hit on all these other picks, you know, outside of Mekhi Beckton. And, man, we're sitting pretty right now.
0: That's interesting you say that because I forgot about that. Wasn't that one of the situations, what was it, two years ago, where the Jets, like, just stumbled into a win late into the year and people are like, what in the hell did you just do? In Jacksonville season ticket office sellers were just like, holy hell. It was (laughs) like when the Pelicans landed Zion. Like, they're going crazy. Like, again, stuff like that matters for generational talent we talk about fit all the time you also got to get kind of get lucky it never felt that like it was lucky with Trevor Lawrence it felt like it was just the future that was I'm, coming out
1: I'm looking back at the Jets schedule in 2020 and uh, they won two of their last three <laughs> week 15 week 16 go to LA beat the Rams and then beat the Browns the next week so two straight wins and that's why they lost out on Trevor Lawrence look where we are today I mean the, the d- dichotomy between those two guys last night, like if you're a Jets fan, you have to be pulling your hair out. If you're, if you're Fireman Ed, you have to be taking your hat off and throwing it right into the grass at MetLife Stadium. And it's not just Trevor Lawrence, man. It's Justin Fields, who you could have drafted. And, and I think a lot of people who follow college football were saying, what are we doing? How is Justin Fields not the guy here? And it seems like that would have been the right pick.
0: Uh, a college quarterback that has made the transition awfully well is one Dak Prescott. But does he have enough to beat Minshew Mania? We'll discuss that <laughs> breakdown uh, coming up next. Canty and Carla on ESPN Radio.
2: Dak Wilson sucks. He ruined Christmas. Christmas is done. Thank you, Zach. You suck.
1: Did you miss and Carlin?
3: It's to get out there, you know, with unfortunate circ- circumstances, obviously, you know. Um, it's been great watching everything Jalen's been doing this year. I have learned a lot from him. We got a lot of great dudes on this team. They've really done a good job of making me feel um, comfortable and, you know, getting me up to speed. And the coaches have done nothing but show confidence in me. And, um, you know, it's my job to just go do what I can and uh, help the team win.
0: That's the namesake of Minshew Mania, Gardner Minshew. Talk about ex- how excited he is to take on the Dallas Cowboys coming up tomorrow. Kind of a just a weird week, right? Doesn't think um, – you know, you think Jalen Hurts, you, everybody's kind of circled that around on New Year's Eve about – Eagles Cowboys Michael Parsons talking a little trash and then of course Hertz gets injured in the game before uh even Gardner Minshew a, a weird week for him Drew is you know earlier in the week he spoke at the late great uh, Mike Leach's mm-hmm. um funeral over on Tuesday and and just really uh just an eloquent young character right and and a guy that has earned a lot of respect and I feel like The word respect is thrown around a lot, but we see how it plays into games. We saw how it plays into the Jets' season so far with Zach Wilson. And I think this Eagles team, top to bottom, has a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts, but I also think they have a lot of respect for Gardner Minshew and the success and kind of the skins of the wall he has right
1: now. Right. I mean, Gardner Minshew, uh, best backup quarterback in the NFL? Probably. I think a lot of people would say that. I think he could start for a lot of NFL teams. I think a lot of Jets fans would say if we had Gardner Minshew right now, we'd be a lot better off. (laughs) Like, if Gardner Minshew started for the Jets for the entire season, I think they'd probably have two or three more wins, right? I mean, like, Gardner Minshew is is good. When he was playing as a rookie for the Jags, he was average in the NFL in in, in a lot of statistics. And I feel like for a guy who was a sixth-round pick going to Jacksonville who had no expectations, he had a long, winding road in college, playing at three schools before it was cool, Gardner Minshew, like, he is a guy who, you're right, PB, commands respect. The only thing I don't like about playing the soundbite on the radio is it's better on TV because you get to see Gardner Minshew and the, the beautiful lovely mustache locks. and the, the locks and the salad. And I love Gardner Minshew, man. I'm a huge fan. With all that being said, I think the Cowboys beat him pretty good this week. It, really? All Dallas, right, so- I mean, You,
0: you have been, because everybody wants to poo-poo the Dallas. Everyone says, okay, this is just like the Dallas Cowboys when they had Tony Romo and Dak can't get him over there and Zeke mm-hmm. Elliott. And, and In fact, uh, before you get into that, I want to hear from Ezekiel Elliott because he talked a little bit about the season expectations uh, on his presser this week. Here's Zeke. Love making the
2: playoffs, but I'm looking to make a run. I made the playoffs before. i want to make a run. I mean, you can make the playoffs, and we've seen it. Losing the first first round, I know that does not taste good. don't feel good. It's almost worse than not even going to the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, just trying to do whatever we can to to get better the team. That this week is, you know, doing what we need to do to get ready to beat Philly, and then just building on that and, and making sure we're ready to put our best foot forward when when playoffs come.
0: Now, Drew, you say that it's not just this week that the Cowboys beat the Eagles. You think, and you are with Zeke, that there is something deeper with this team.
1: I think so. I think they can win the Super Bowl. And in fact, right now, and- whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Repeat that one more time.
1: I think they can win the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys. You heard me. I'm not just saying this to be hot take, radio, get a reaction, get some callers. Dr. Pepper, call in line, by the way, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm not just saying that to be hot take radio guy. I really believe that. Uh, You look at the advanced metrics with Dallas. They have a top three defense in the NFL pretty much no matter how you slice it. Offensively offensively Dak missed a few games earlier in the year they're 15th in DVOA the the football outsiders metric which doesn't really look at wins and losses it's more about margin of victory and overall efficiency on offense and defense they're 15th in offense but in terms of raw scoring I think they they lead the league in points per game they're at least top three Uh, ever since Dak came back they've been scoring a lot of points I think people are out on the Cowboys because of the last two weeks where they beat the Texans in a game they should have won by more. I get it. But oh, the Texans kind of hang. Win. The Texans <laughs> hang with a lot of teams. Like, Houston does not get blown out that often. The previous week, they beat the Colts in one of the most embarrassing games for a franchise all season, 54-19. to And then they lose at Jacksonville in overtime, and, like, we're all in agreement right now that the Jags are pretty good at That's the great. moment. They've, they've won three games in a row, and they should win their division. I feel like to, to jump ship on the Cowboys because of the last two weeks is just a little premature, and I really like the makeup of this team with Zeke and Tony Pollard, Gallup getting healthy. I believe in Dak. I, I, as crazy as a lot of people think that is, I still believe in Dak. Look at their playoff losses. They've been pretty tight. Like, last year, is it a bad look to let the clock run out on you at home? Yes. But they were still close against a really good 49ers team. And, and you look at the NFC, last thing I'll say, Peter – Yes, the Eagles have been a wagon the entire season, but, dude, we haven't really seen it from Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. I know he's young. I know he's I different this year, but, like, they haven't proven anything more with this roster than the Cowboys have.
0: But the reason why and, – and, and, and listen, I know it's it's easy for us to talk quarterbacks, and it's easy to talk about Jalen Hurts, who who's right there neck and neck, depending on how injured he is with, with Patrick Mahomes as far as the NFL MVP – but it's more of what this defense is doing, right? And and that's why this week is so big for Dak. I mean, this is an Eagles defense right now. Give it up less than 200 yards a game. Number one pass defense in the country or in in, in the league right now. 15 interceptions. They get after the quarterback. And so for me, this is – I'm not willing to do it because I I don't think that, that Dak can have that type of game that makes me that much of a believer that he can get over that hump. But more so – can you imagine? You think that that, that that's going to go through Philly? That's yeah. and there are there are true home field advantages, and there are some that like you're playing a home game. Philly is a home field advantage. Yeah. Make no, when Meek Mill and Dr- Dreams and Nightmares <laughs> is pumping before that 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 game, you know that that's one of the toughest places to play. And, and styles make fights, and I just think that this is a bad fight over and over again for the Dallas Cowboys because I, I, I don't trust Dak to not make a mistake. And I know the two interceptions last week were more of, of, a, of a drop pass and, and, and really the, the offensive line letting him down a little bit more, but still I haven't seen that, that, that game. I'm waiting for that game from Dak,
1: but I just haven't seen it yet. Who in the NFC, though, has shown you that game in the playoffs? It's a fair point. Like, I Tennessee love Hurts. And, and Hurts is different this year 100%, mm-hmm. and they're the favorites, and rightfully so. But Brock Purdy? That's a great roster, but Brock Purdy? I mean, I like Brock Purdy, but are we sure? Like, I, I think the door is open for Dallas. And really, the reason we're making this pick, if we do, like, say that Dallas has a chance to win the Super Bowl, is we're saying the defense will carry them, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, will carry them, and Dak doesn't have to light the world on fire. This is not like a Packers led to the Super Bowl by Aaron Rodgers situation. This is a great roster where Dak just has to not make mistakes, and I know he's done that in the past, and he's not playing really well right now, but I, I still believe in Dak. He's a guy who's dealt with injuries this season. By the time they get to the playoffs, I, I, I'd want to put my money on Dallas.
0: Can't wait to see, I mean, what the Eagles did with that offensive or defensive front as well, too. How about this? This Eagles defense recorded six-plus sacks in three consecutive games, the second longest streak since 1963. Going to be all up on the Cowboys' offensive line to protect uh, Mr. Prasca in that game. He is Drew Carter. I am Peter Burns. Coming up, a rumor that turned into the fact. We'll discuss that coming up next. KT and Carl on ESPN Radio. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas from our ESPN Radio crew. It's Peter Burns and Drew Carter. And for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. Want to give us a call? You can. 888-SAY-ESPN, as I'm sure you are driving around just frantically trying to find one or two extra gifts or a bunch of different gifts uh, and probably a parking spot as well, too. (laughs) It was brutal around the Burns household here in Charlotte, like trying to find one spot to go to. Out
2: of control
1: out yeah, of control. Hey, and if, if you're driving around listening, mm-hmm. just say, hey, Siri, call ESPN radio. Don't uh, don't take your hands off the wheel because it's probably snowing where you are. It's probably cold and unsafe.
0: It's all about safe safety first, right? Well, it's, it, yeah. it's about going and making sure at some point you follow the rules, which it couldn't be any worse for the J.E.T.S. Jets, Jets, Jets than losing last night the way they did. Right. Nineteen to three. Um, I joked around about how maybe it was some good news because now you know the future is not Zach Wilson. And maybe the future is not their wide receiver coach, Miles Austin. Rich Zimini and Adam Schefter just tweeting this moments ago. Quote from Schefter, the NFL confirmed today that New York Jets wide receiver coach, Miles Austin, yes, that Miles Austin, former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, has been suspended for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Now, Miles Austin is appealing that suspension. The league will have no further comment until that appeal has been resolved. Uh, again, it, it's, you see, I, I I don't know how this would not be a pretty open and shut case. Like, if it gets it to this point, Like, do you say someone else logged into my account, or (laughs) I I don't don't know? I don't know how this works, but there's one thing that you don't do around the NFL is mess with their money. Like, you can mess with other people, and literally, we've seen that guys get um, suspected or or convicted of things, right? And it's like, all right, well, they'll pay their penance; they'll be back. But if you mess with the NFL's money, they will hold you accountable. There's no doubt about it, Drew. And it's become a cardinal sin. But one, it's a fine line that the NFL kind of tiptoes around with how much gambling is a part uh, of of their product
1: now. Uh, It's so true. And something about the wide receivers, right? Because the biggest suspension for gambling, at least in recent history for the NFL, is Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, who we all forget is a pretty good receiver. We haven't seen him at all this year. Hope to see him back on the field next year. But you're right, PB, because it's interesting, and this is what the leagues have always been worried about when it comes to embracing gambling. It's not just the leagues, it's the networks who are airing the games. You don't want to talk about gambling for fear that promoting it too much would lead to potential game fixing and other nefarious activity, which is why stuff like this is against the rules, and we'll see what happens ultimately with Miles Austin. Uh, But it is interesting, you know, to see this compared with – I'm watching you know, NFL Red Zone, and maybe that's a bad example because Scott Hansen doesn't really talk about gambling, but I'm watching mm-hmm. you know, other networks, and it's like, I like the Cowboys minus <laughs> three and a half this oh, week. Including and it's like this the same, one, right? Oh, right I mean, hey, same, I'm,
0: I'm laying the points. I'm doing this. And again, yeah. Gambling. I mean, gambling has been around. It was in a different way of fantasy football, and you could easily say why the NFL is such a behemoth the way it is is because you can have a Drew Carter sitting in Minnesota be in his fantasy football finals this this week and look yep. at you care about a guy on the Browns roster. You're caring about what Tua's going to be able to do. Should you start Aaron Rodgers in a, in a monster game? And that was gambling just in a different form. And and as the NFL continues to increase the amount of money that they make, both in television and their sponsorships, there was no doubt. College programs are getting involved in this right now. But there's one thing that you cannot do is mess with the league's money or mess with the league's, quote-unquote, integrity of the game. That's what they will protect more so than they will protect players, than they will protect spouses, than they will protect other people. They kind of care about that because it's an image. But if the image is that you got coaches gambling on games, that is destructive because then all of a sudden maybe that gambling money goes away, and then the trust factor, the games are on the up and up, go away.
1: Right, and it's not just the NFL. I mean, it's every major sport. We've seen it with Major League Baseball and Pete Rose. You just you can't do it. It's, like you said, one of the cardinal sins. And I think the gambling discourse has made sports more fun to follow in general. But I do kind of miss the days where, we didn't know who was favored and by how much and like we talk about the Minnesota Vikings for example this year and every week the Vikings are 10 and 3 or 11 and 3 or what have you and favored by like three points against the Colts who are terrible and you're like huh what's interesting what's what's up with that line that's kind of a fishy line and it's fun to talk about but I sort of miss the days where we had no idea Oh, that, not me, that, not me. The I mean, listen, I'm
0: all I'm all I'm all in for it, if for no other reason, because that is the talking point. Right. That, totally. that is the idea of going, wait a minute. Why? Why do we not believe that to be the case? I mean, hell, right. we have even talked about it. You had Nick Saban talking about him, in the college football playoff discussions. Like, Well, I think <laughs> we would be favored by any means. I don't think Nick right. Saban has a bookie. I don't think Nick Saban's going on so. to you know, fan duel and putting together a, a lineup for this weekend. Right. But it is something that, that a younger generation is dealing with right now. And it's just it's kind of fantasy football on steroids. And I know for me it's made it a whole lot more interesting. In fact, if you're not dialed in so much to the NFL on a week-to-week level, you're able to take a look at the gambling lines and say, you know what, man, the Texans are a 14-point dog. I didn't know that they were that bad versus what their record actually was. And I think there's right. information you can glean off of that. Just like – Got people learn how to play or watch football playing Madden
1: on Xbox or PlayStation back in the day. Right. And what's interesting too is you talk about fantasy football. There are a couple NFL players, most of them say they hate fantasy football and they don't care about your team. Don't tweet at me. Some guys are open about the fact that they play, right? Like Austin Eckler plays. I think Mm -hmm. and, and talks about how he drafts himself and talks about fantasy and it's a breath of fresh air because he says, Hey, For my fantasy owners, like I'm going to try to score a couple touchdowns for you this week, I'm pretty sure Austin Eckler drafted himself in the first round this year. Hopefully he doesn't have any money. Hopefully there's no buy-in to get in that league because it sounds like you can get in trouble for that.
0: Again, uh, the league will put its foot down on anything that they're really, truly worried about. And that's one thing that we've also learned so far between Calvin Ridley and now Miles My- Austin, the news coming out of Jets' uh, wide receiver coach, who, by the way, did not coach in the game last night. People were wondering why he was not on the sidelines. There is your answer. Still I waiting hope he had for
1: Jacksonville. A- <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be amazing, right? We <laughs> I mean, saw so a large deposit. Yeah, well, listen, we knew, we knew Zach was coming in, and we knew they, Joe Flacco was not going to play any. So, they weren't running yeah. any
1: routes. It was weird. Yeah, I hammered uh, <laughs> the Jags at that
0: point. All right, uh, speaking of money, one-star college quarterback denies being offered boatloads of money to leave his school. Are you buying it? It's Carlo on ESPN Radio with Peter Burns and Drew Carter moves on.
1: Did you miss Canty and
0: Carlin? Drew Carter on and Carlo on ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, following this developing story right now, Adam Schefter and Rich Samini had uh, just tweeted just moments ago. We were discussing it. The NFL has suspended Jets receivers coach Miles Austin, yes, the former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver, for violating the league's gambling policy. It is of, of a year. Now, of course, Miles Austin is going to be appealing that. Now, the, the nugget that just came out during the commercial break, that Schefter is reporting, and so are others, saying there is no indication that Austin bet on NFL games as a coach but bet on other sports, which still violates the NFL um, personnel gambling policy. So just, again, could have been World Cup, could have been whatever. I, I, I'm always fascinated about this, about Drew, how, how they knew Miles Austin was betting on right. anything. Right. They can if the reports are coming out, they clearly have the information that it wasn't football. Does he plead? Hey, man, I didn't know that it could not be other sports. Right. I, we'll maybe
1: maybe what happened, PB, is he was using one of the six official sports books of the NFL. Maybe. to gamble and his yeah. maybe his username was like Miles Austin 11 or something. And they're like, hey, now uh, that's actually against the rules. Great tweet here from Alec. Coverage of Miles Austin's suspension for gambling next on NFL Network, brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the NFL. I mean, it is kind of crazy to see stuff like that with a league that is in bed with these gambling sites, Mm -hmm. but I think during the break you made a good point about why you can't gamble on other sports even if you're in football.
0: Yeah, I, I think the reason why is because now you look at it, it's the same thing with college sports, right? They're worried about name, image, and likeness. They're worried about gambling as well, too, because they feel if all of a sudden you got a guy that's gambling on a bunch of games, not necessarily is he, um, you know, what they're worried about is all of a sudden, let's say that you get into the hole and you're half a million dollars down, and all of a sudden, are you making decisions because you lost a half a million dollars betting on the Lakers that Anthony Davis is going to come back healthy and that they were going to make a run and that (laughs) that you're struggling, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, or whatever the game may be, Mm -hmm. they look at this and go, "Are could you be compromised at any point? And you know, That's one of the reasons why the league is so heavy-handed on that. And, of course, Miles uh, Miles Davis, Miles Austin (laughs) right now, uh, he is kind of blue. He is thinking about uh, he will appeal that, and the NFL says they'll have no further comment. Um, Again, what we're trying to figure out is fact or fiction. Okay, we'll find more about the Miles Austin situation. We're trying to find out more about Factor Fiction with what Mac Brown was talking about with Drake May. If you don't know the name, Drake May, star receive, or star quarterback for uh, the Tar Heels. Here's what Mac Brown had to say earlier this week in a presser.
1: Drake got offered a lot of money to to go to different schools, and it's it's tampering. It's 100 percent tampering. But he got offered the money. He decided to stay.
3: Were some schools
1: that offered Drake money? Um. I can't say that, and, and don't ask Drake.
0: He, he's a young guy, and it's uncomfortable for him. Um, uh, you know who they are. Just look look at all the ones that are getting the top recruits. They're the ones paying all the top money. So just you you can figure that out. Take two of those ten, and
1: and you're right. You got it.
0: All right, I'm not going to give you names, but I'm going to give you that general vicinity <laughs> and the area code right. in Here's which those treasure, guys Matt. are. Now, Pete Thamel did not heed Mac Brown's advice. <laughs> Pete Thamel did ask Drake May, hey, like, what's up? People are offering that money. And a story that just dropped on ESPN.com, Drake May told Pete Thamel, quote, those rumors weren't really reality. Pitt's coach, Pat Narduzzi, had also said it was $5 million to transfer, ended up putting it out there. Quote, I don't know what that was all about. You have to enter the transfer portal to talk to these schools and hear these offers. For me, I think college football is going to turn into a mess. They're going to have to do something. There was nothing to me or my family directly offered from any of these schools. Nothing was said or offered to the Mazes. Thoughts on that, Drew? Drew?
1: Well, let's go back to one of those sentences in there. Quote, you have to enter the transfer portal to talk to these schools and hear these offers, unquote. Are we sure? Because <laughs> it sounds like you don't. Uh, tampering is the big T word in college football right now. And according to Mac Brown, that was happening with his star quarterback. Drake, ba- Drake May had an amazing season this year. For those who don't know, he was second in the country in total offense per game. Came out of nowhere. He's a, he's a freshman. No one even knew if he was going to be their starter until a couple weeks before the season, and then until the last few weeks of the season, he was a Heisman contender. And most people expected him to go to New York. They kind of had the wheels fall off down the stretch, but he had an amazing season. Uh, Drake may also, if you recognize the name as it pertains to Carolina sports, his older brother Luke may right. a legend. Hit hit a late game winning shot in the NCAA tournament to help Carolina win a championship also their dad mark may was the starting quarterback for carolina in the 80s so if there's anyone you probably shouldn't be wasting your time and potentially your money on i think it's drake may who bleeds carolina blue like nobody else uh and probably doesn't want to leave and, and by the way i think unc's nil fund is doing okay uh, They've they've got a lot of alumni a lot of wealthy alumni who really like sports they probably have some pretty deep pockets when it comes to nil but i also think drake may isn't the guy you want to target who would leave carolina just for a big sack of money uh, the bigger story of course pb is about college sports in general and you know the best players even at a school like carolina do we're talking about the an acc school that was in the conference right. championship and bigger schools are still trying to raid their roster
0: the question is on whether or not, when all these coaches come out there too, Drew, is the fact of you can only kind of cry wolf so many times. If you got receipts, what are they? Dude, until go then, ahead. I really don't want to see them. Like, until it. then, like you just tell me who the coaches are. This would this would nip it in the bud. And even if it's not the coaches, because allegedly it's not the coaches, it's the collectives. Just say X Y Z school and their collective went after X player. That's how the NCAA is going to get involved. But the innuendo is just going to compl- look at a bunch of complaining, and people are going to look at it going, wait a minute, the kids right now, you're complaining about them, but what about the agents that are trying to get you a new job? What about the coordinators are trying to get new jobs right now? Uh, I, I don't necessarily buy that a whole heck of a lot. All right, we'll talk a little bit more NFL, more of this developing Miles Austin and the Jets story, and more about a star-studded Christmas Day in the NBA. Drew Carter, Peter Burns, this is Kanteen Carlin on ESPN Radio.
3: on ESPN Radio and on ESPN
0: Plus.